Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything in it. Uh, my name's Biz Paul, I'm here in the UK and I'm joined from the USA by my wonderful friend and co-host, it's Felicia Jones. Hey Paul, the world is a little exhausting these days, don't you think? <sighs> it's, it's been that way for quite a while now. Yeah, this um, this decade, it just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. I, I don't even know what to even think of it. But let's see, we got war, pandemic, and crazy people. Yay. Crazy people, yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's In the no show today. In particular order. <laughs> um, look, where, sh- where should we start? Let's have a quick look at Twitter, because we haven't done Twitter for a while. What's going on well, with Twitter in your world? Well, we, we have to start with our Paralympic coverage before we get to Twitter. And I think it's safe to say that we have not been covering it. <laughs> so good luck to all the Paralympians. Um, some other things have been taking over the news headlines. So good luck to you. I feel bad by thinking about this because on principle, Paralympic sport is equally as exciting as the Olympics. And yeah, because they're, they're, they are just as crazy as Olympians. They are, uh, but we must be careful not to call them heroes or things like that because that's really condescending. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, uh, having said that, I I do think like the skill that people show is amazing. I did catch a bit of curling, wheelchair curling. That to me looks way more complicated than normal curling because you have to push yeah. it with a stick. I, I mean, and then that the hockey. I mean, like like I said, I don't know who's who's crazier in these sports, the Olympians or the Paralympians, but good for them because, uh, man, they are dedicated people. It's unfortunate that they have to deal with this during a war. And a pandemic. <laughs> and a pandemic. And, and the media coverage is kind of crappy. So mm. I think that's all we can say for our uh, Paralympic coverage. I do know the United States is fourth in the uh, medals total. Well, I think we're pretty nowhere to be seen, but am I right in thinking, I might be right in thinking that the, um, that you, that Ukraine is something like second in the medal table. I don't know. I got to go find that out. Wow. I, th- yeah. I, Cause it, I know it's China, um, is in the lead. Oh, really? yeah. 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 Well, I, I watched, um, the biathlon this morning. Oh yeah. You are right. Ukraine is number two. China, number one. Ukraine, number two. Canada, number three. Oh, the United States dropped. So, and Japan is number four. Okay. Well, I know we've won one goal. So we're doing better than we were doing in the normal Olympics, in the normal Winter Olympics. Um, But yeah, I saw Ukraine uh, absolutely uh, obliterate everybody in the biathlon, which is skiing and shooting. So that might explain... (laughs) They are preparing. They are prepared. <laughs> not that, not that it's funny. No, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. So maybe, hopefully, if we don't get too distracted with other things, we can go check on the Paralympics. But like you said, let's go ahead and go over to Twitter because um, I'm not sure much is trending for me. What's trending for you? Well, uh, I've got Apple Event, International Women's Day. Uh, yeah, Zelensky has spoken to the House of Commons here, so that's that that's big. But otherwise, it, it doesn't sound very interesting. One thing I will say that I spotted on Twitter, though, because we're recording this on International Women's Day, mm-hmm. um, there is a um, there's a, a, a bot an, a, an account called Pay Gap App, and okay. what this bot does is it um, tracks any company using the hashtag 
IWD 2022, mm-hmm. it goes and then compares the name and looks them up on the gender pay gap registry, which we have to have here, <laughs> and then um, automatically tweets whether that company uh, pays equally. So, for example, just looking at the very latest uh, tweet from two minutes ago, 12 minutes ago, Access Hollywood tweeted using International Women's Day. And then two minutes ago, gender pay gap bot said, in this organization, women's median hourly pay is 23.2% lower than men's. <laughs> and so it's been doing that all day for for A anything. that calls you out. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland police, 20.6% lower than men's. Okay. Um, yeah, like... The Royal College hmm. of Surgeons in England, 17.2. Daily Express, 22.5. So just, so uh, really an interesting use of Twitter. You, you know what? We were talking about some of the, um, is it brand mark, uh, brand wagoning type thing? That, yeah. I think that's the name you said. It would be interesting if there were uh, bots that would do that for all of these, these hashtags that everybody jumps on. Yeah. Just to call them out. Um, people wouldn't like that. So. They, well, they haven't been liking it. And what's been happening is that brands have been deleting their tweets. Ah, well, see, don't jump on things if you're yeah. not going to be, if you're not for real. I, I I, like it. Call them out. Yeah. It could be a good use of Twitter. It, it could be. All right. <laughs> I don't have anything like that. I'm, only thing I have trending is Sugar from BTS. It's his birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, uh, if, you're into K- if, if you're into K-pop. Um and welcome to Denver. Um, one of the most popular football players, Russell Wilson, is possibly being traded to the Denver Broncos. That's that's all I got. Okay. Right now, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, why don't we have a bit of? <laughs> I know. Yeah, this is so much going on in the world. Well, well, let's let's have an update on um, the "Don't Say Gay" bill in Florida. Okay, the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Oh my gosh! So it. Uh, we talked about this a while ago and I decided to actually go and read the thing, you know, cause you know, we do the hot takes just like everybody else. We, we see the headline and you know, that we have comments on it. And I decided to sit down and read this exact bill. And it is, it is, I am calling it a sleight of hand bill. The bill is all around notifying parents of health changes Um, surveys, forms, or anything like that that happens with their kids. So, you know, the school can't just go and do medical treatments without notifying parents. You can't take personal information without notifying parents. And then, so it's all about these health notifications, letting us know what's going on, mental health changes. And then there's this one line, um, you cannot talk about uh, sexuality or gender identity for kids between K through third grade. Then it goes back to health. And I was like, oh, oh, that's interesting. So you just slide that in really fast. Um, and then the bill, the a bill goes back to being, you know, what it is. And what I discovered about this bill, and I'm pretty sure it has always been like this, but I know that some of us are deep into politics and follow this, and some of us are kind of like slightly in and slightly out. But what I learned is that there are three parts to these bills. One is the motivation behind it. And the motivation behind the bill is probably not very positive, but then there's the actual bill and it's written in a way that, to be honest, you probably wouldn't say no. Like 
yeah, I do want to know about my kid's health. I want to know, I want to make sure the school isn't doing anything without me tell, without telling me. So you kind of read through it and it's like, okay, why would I not agree with this? I mean, and then you have that one little sleight of hand thing because it is talking about, you shouldn't talk about sex or sexuality or all these other things to kids through kindergarten, third grade. It's like, okay, it doesn't sound too crazy, but then you have the marketing piece of it. And the marketing is the crazy part. And I think this is where all of us get caught up. So there's two parts of this marketing to this particular bill. So these Democrats or people who are against it, they instantly market it as the don't get, don't say gay bill. Now the opposition is marketing at it as the, um, anti-grooming bill (laughs) so now when you have people like so are why why are you for grooming children between kindergarten third graders you know so you're just grooming kids so that so this is the marketing piece that now we're caught up in and it is it is not good uh either way how these things are being marketed but so i i think my little piece of what i've discovered and for everybody else if you're kind of not that deep into politics is one uh, look at a bill, actually go read it, pay attention to how it's being marketed because it's going to be marketed two different ways, and then go figure out the motivation behind it. And I think the motivation behind it is that they are saying that kids who are gay or who identify as gay um, have issues with understanding their sexuality or discovering their sexuality or think that they um, or questioning their gender identity, it is a health issue. And that's where I think it gets a little bit, it could possibly be read as being sinister, how this bill is being put out there. So, so it's okay. So just to sort of almost recap what you've just said there. Okay. <laughs> so, so when you say it's kind of sinister, it, it, it's what we're saying perhaps is that someone has thought of, you know, that someone's been in the meeting and gone, right, what is the best way to include this in a way that someone can't argue against because of the other things yeah. that are included in it. Yeah, that's 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 what I think. It's a sleight of hand bill in that on the surface, it looks like, okay, I don't see why I would disagree with this. And then you start learning the motivation behind it. It's like, whoa, okay. So could it be, could it be that, that say someone's gone, right, okay, we just need this one thing in there. So to get this one thing in there, we've got to have like 25 other things that no one could probably argue against. And so when they're then looking at the whole of the bill, they go, well, it's hard to argue against that one bit when there's all these other things. Or do you think, or do you think the role of a lawmaker is to go, well, actually, yeah, these 20 things are fine, but that one thing is not fine. So that's what we've got to argue. I, I think it goes both ways. Some people, mm. I think whatever angle you could take, but I, I think it's also the, the piece that is kind of getting me is not so much that they have this whole bill and then there's that one thing. I think it all ties together in that, you know, it's all, the bill is all about health and notifications and mental health and things like that. And then you have this one little piece about um, education on sexual and sexuality and gender identity for K through third grade. I think the part that could be potentially questionable is that is that all of it matters in that somebody is saying that this is a mental health issue. Um, and so that's why it's all together. And what has happened is that 
Um, there are quite a few other states that are about to push these exact bills through their houses. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just very interesting. And then of course we had the, uh, what happened in Texas, they didn't even do, they, they didn't even go the bill route. the bill route. The governor just instituted that parents of kids who are questioning their sexual identity will be investigated and it has started already. Right. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's interesting. So I would just say for anybody, if you ever go read a, if you ever get caught up and with this stuff, go read the actual bill, yeah. pay attention to the marketing and then just see what's the motivation behind it. So yeah, it may not be what you, the motivation may not be what you think it is. That's a really good plan. I think not enough people actually go and read legislation. Everyone's got an opinion on, on the yeah. topic from what they've heard or what the mate yeah. Dave from the pub has decided is, is the issue. I've got, I've got to say, I was sat last night at the side of a swimming pool whilst I was watching my son do indoor kayaking. Mm -hmm. um, and this other parent started talking to me, wanted to show me his new smartwatch, Ooh. as if I'd never seen a smartwatch before. <laughs> um, and uh, he proceeded to tell me all about uh, how um, he's off like all social media and now he only looks at Getter and uh, Signal because okay. of because of you know like spying and all this other kind of stuff and fake news and i was trying to say to him you've got a smart watch on your wrist i know <laughs> you've got a big monitoring device there on your wrist you know taking your like <laughs> vitals and stuff like that but it, like you could just tell that in his mind he had decided what he knew um and that it didn't matter what anyone else says about it that's what he yeah. decided um and I just thought it. I just thought it was it was interesting. But it's those sorts of people that would go, "Yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't say gay. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, we shouldn't be doing that without actually reading it." So I like the advice there. Read the bill, read it, understand it, and think about the marketing and who's yeah. who's the marketing who's can be it. dangerous. Yeah. When I saw that, you know, the counter to like you don't like this bill because you want to groom children. Like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That is that's extreme right there. Well, that was like Brexit here and the Brexit vote. It was like um, when they were saying things like, uh, we're going to give, uh, we're going to take back control and yeah. the money that we give to the European Union, um, which is 350 million pounds a week, it was claimed, we're going to, we're going to send that to the NHS because, uh, you know, who's going to go, no, we don't want, we don't want money going to the NHS. Yeah. You know, now obviously, but what's the fine print though? What was the fine print well, on that? It never materialized, <laughs> put it that way. We've been out of the European Union for, for a couple of years now, and uh, none of that 350 million is, has materialized to the benefit mm. of the NHS. So that was a lie. Um, but yeah. you're absolutely right. It's like the moral, um, you know, you can't argue against this because of this argument that we're putting up there. So yeah that is that is fascinating. Okay, um, let's move on to the, the lighter subjects of war. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and where we are with with that? Because since we last spoke, actually, there's there's been a lot going on. There is a lot going on. There's I I don't. What do you even want to start with it? I, I feel bad for the people in Ukraine who who just wanted to go to the grocery store one day and now are in the middle of yeah this craziness. It's it's shocking, really, how something can go from normal, whatever that means, yeah to complete devastation and, and catastrophe and i think you know before we say anything we, we have to kind of acknowledge that a country that um 
was reasonably prosperous, let's face it, you know, compared to plenty of places, yeah. uh, has been smashed to, to, to pieces. Yeah. I, I don't think we appreciate how, how quick your life situation can change. Do you know, I was thinking about should that happen here? I mean, I have to I have to admit, I watched a I watched a nineteen eighty four <laughs> drama the other day called Threads. Uh, people go go and look it look it up. Um, I, I watched it because I'm like that. Like I watched Contagion as soon as the pandemic started. We um, bought the game. Oh, we bought the game <laughs> Pandemic. Yeah. So so you know, there's there's a little bit of um, self sabotage or something going on there in my my psychology, but. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you can just like see how quickly things deteriorate. And it, and it just got me thinking, right, if something like that happened here, obviously you, you, must, you must go from having relative stability to like, you know, you just haven't got a job. No one's working. Yeah, you have no stability. You have no yeah. money. Yeah, you can't you even nothing. figure out how to eat. <laughs> yeah. That is, I don't think, I, I, I don't think we will ever for those of us who have never gone through that i don't think we will ever really appreciate that and because we it can be in our heads that that's somewhere else and I, i'm pretty sure there are quite a few ukrainian people who are just like wow did it's not that you didn't see it coming but it's probably like didn't you just don't you didn't expect it to come i guess i don't know no. well to be fair to uh, to the population the, their government, Zelensky, obviously being the head of that, was was saying to people, "Keep calm; it's not going to happen." Um, I and, mean, but what else could he have said? Like, well, I know, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Well, it would, they're trying to not cause not cause panic, but yeah, it, it sort yeah. of feels like it's been very quick and yet very slow at the same time. You know, they're they're definitely the Ukrainians are definitely holding out in there, which I think is like it's it's so unbelievable. And, and it, brave and courageous. I think this, I, I don't know. I'm starting to see a, a touch of media that is kind of, it almost feels like, yeah, it's, it's going fast, but it is slow. And it's almost like the media is like, you know what? Mm, don't think this is going to be, this is going to end well for Ukraine. And now they're gone on to, they've gone on to the bigger issue of what to do with Russia. Yeah. And, and it's two different issues because we still need to, we still need to figure out, we still need to help. They still need to, the people need to get back home and rebuild, but they're, I don't know if, if, you know, it seems like Russia is a bigger issue of, will they stop? Will Putin stop? And what's going to happen with them? So yeah, it, it, it's, it's absolutely crazy what is happening. I think the reporting has gotten a lot better. Because it felt like in the beginning, it's it's almost like reporters weren't even there, and like nobody was taking it serious. So I'm I'm seeing a lot more reporting, which That's, is kind of helping. That is interesting because I wouldn't say that from this side of the Atlantic. Uh, I, I think as soon as something happened, like like the the big anchors were there, they were doing the introduction live from Kiev and everywhere else. So. Hmm. So it's it's been very much there, and actually, it got to a point where people were saying, "Maybe you want to leave, maybe you don't, <laughs> maybe you don't want to do that there. You know, go to the safety of the western half of Ukraine or something like like that." But yeah, um, we've had a lot of it. I do I do think the reporting's got got better. I agree. Um, the, one of the reasons the reporting's got better is that um, RT's been taken off the air here so we don't have to put up with um put up with that i have been watching a bit more al jazeera 
for a bit of yeah a different perspective. We've been watching Al Jazeera because that's the only because we don't have um, cable news, um, and everybody's behind a paywall now, which is so fascinating. Even BBC. Um, uh, yeah, BBC. Everything is behind a paywall to okay. watch this, which mm. kind of is questionable. Uh, <laughs> so we've been able to go and watch on Al Jazeera. Um, so that's the only news we've gotten. If somebody yeah. else knows a other way to watch, let me know. Other than reading, you know. Or VPNs um, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, everything is behind a paywall now. Hmm. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's interesting because that's how you end up in um, echo chambers when you're when you're paying, yeah. you're not getting a mm -hmm. certain perspective. And that's what I was worried about. I mean, I, I have to say, I do trust the BBC, um, mm -hmm. rightly or wrongly. Uh, certain other channels I, I don't really trust over here. But um, Al Jazeera, I thought was quite good from an alternative outside perspective. Like how often are they leading with it? What what are they saying? But what's quite interesting is that even on Al Jazeera, it's quite, it's quite clear that a lot of countries um, of doing things to affect Russia through sanctions or whatever. Um, one of the things that's quite interesting here is that the UK government is coming under quite a bit of uh, criticism for not being as helpful with refugees. We are sticking to the post-Brexit <laughs> line of you need a visa. So on the one hand, on the one hand, at least they're being consistent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether whatever race you are, wherever you're from, you need a visa to get here. Otherwise, you're not coming. On the other hand, they're probably misjudging the mood um, of, of the of course. population, which which is happy to, to have people here. But as always, you know, the man or woman in the street is is not thinking, how do I be consistent with my views on refugees at this point? They're just going, they look like me. Um, let them in. Yeah. I, I don't I, uh, I I saw that United States was going we have a thing for like six point eight billion dollars in Ukrainian aid and people some people are not very happy about that you know <laughs> mm. even I've seen stuff now about um, say the Republican Party and being quite pro Putin yeah and going, he's but... strong you see he's strong he's defending his country and it's like mm, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not quite. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, I, I mean, if that's what you're going for, is um, it's a interesting side of history to choose to be on. Yeah, yeah. I I, <laughs> I still think this is going to be here for a long time, and I think it ultimately it benefits NATO for the battle to be happening in Ukraine rather than anywhere else. So so we'll we'll see. How that plays out but Ooh, talk that's a messed up way to think about things but yeah it's but, right. but that's but that <laughs> that has happened in the cold war like on this uh program that i watched threads in this in this fictitious scenario how it starts is um it starts in iran and the mm -hmm. soviet union invade iran the us invades iran to counter it and to protect some of the oil they have mm -hmm. a few exchanges then it gets mini nuclear and then um you know the soviet union just like bombed the shit out of the northern hemisphere um and then we're all back in medieval times but uh, you know it, it's that kind of it starts somewhere else but uh, proxy wars have always taken place uh, particularly in the cold war and it just feels like this could be another case where you know yeah. nato does not want to be dragged into this that's why they're saying no to the no-fly zone that Zelensky is continually asking for and you know we're happy to provide weapons i've just seen that poland are, are giving all of their mig jets to the mm -hmm. ukraine and the, the U.S. is going to fill the gap with F-16s yeah. or F-29s or whatever. Um, 
so there's there's like little bits that are going on but it, it you i just think it nato don't want to be dragged into it so i just wonder whether they're kind of thinking well we'll happily keep it there thanks very much see yeah. if we can like make it a disaster for putin enough that someone overthrows him and then and then we're happy i mean but is putin gonna is that enough for putin though he seems wow. to be he seems to have a plan to keep moving yeah oh wow war strategy is um is fascinating and of course we are not experts on this so no. don't go hate on us no but to be um, fair Felicia, for, to be fair, Felicia we haven't been an expert <laughs> in anything for the past you know 18, 18 months no so. we have we 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 were on twitter and we watched some youtube stuff we are experts we are virologists <laughs> biologists war strategists and geopolitical historians we are the people that you need to know um yep <laughs> <laughs> just just thinking about like how that plays out elsewhere though so uh one of the things that is quite interesting is the use of um, propaganda from the russian side and Ooh, and symbols and it. i just wanted to to talk about this new symbol coming from the russian federation ah, of the, the, z. the z or the z depending on whether i'm talking or whether Felicia's talking. <laughs> <I know. laughs> what we, we can which one do you want to vote on when you want to say z or z yeah <laughs> Well, do a poll or something, but uh, yeah. th this is this is interesting because it first came about on our screens. People just seeing or the news reporting that they'd put this letter to 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 identify uh, each other in the battlefield in the same way that the Ukrainians are putting a yellow band around their arm or leg. Uh -huh. So I, I think I think most of us thought thought nothing of it, but now it seems to be uh, becoming a bit of a, a symbol. Yeah. When's the last time there were some wars with people with very noticeable symbols? Mm. 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 <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I saw it. I uh, of course I'm because I'm on Twitter. I did see it on a on an athlete, but I didn't think much of it. And then I started seeing people who were kind of like videos in you know out of Russia, like hey, you know they're asking everybody to put Z's on their cars and all that kind of stuff in different countries. So people in different countries are reporting. Uh, people who are Russian living there, putting these Z's on themselves. Oh, and then nice. I saw a Russian propaganda video and, you know, all these people standing with Z's. I was like, oh, oh, this is, oh, this is where we are in the port yeah. point of the war. Because um, there are just... a lot of people who, be who are, who, who think Russia's doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because they're told that they are, maybe. Yeah. Um, and maybe people <laughs> generally just, just think that's, I mean, it has been quite interesting. I've seen quite a bit of stuff uh, from India, actually, um, mm -hmm. in support of uh, what's what's going on. Uh, I haven't quite worked out why. Uh, something to do with something. I think it's something to do with um, <laughs> Pakistan and things like that. Uh, so you know, there's there's issues there, of course. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Type yeah, thing. that that kind of <laughs> that kind of thing. And of course, um, Modi is a big nationalist. Um, yeah, he is. He is. I've I've seen him in action. <laughs> mm. um, but this this letter, so this letter Z Z does not exist in the Russian alphabet in the Cyrillic alphabet. So it's it's a symbol, I, not a not a letter or short for something. Yeah, from what I understood, from what I read, is that it has no real meaning yet. Like some people were saying, um, it was representing against the West. And other people were saying it's representing victory. So I don't think it really has a meaning yet. I, I assume it will have a meaning, but is the symbol 
is definitely representing probably solidarity amongst Russian people, yeah. um, being on Putin's side. And, um, you know, for those who are uh, Russian and, you know, outside of Russia, you know, that's their yeah. moment to shine, I guess. Well, we've, I'm, I can't remember if we've talked about this before or not, but it, it's like in modern media or politics, you need a symbol. Like when 9-11 happened, then you'd see the little uh, stars and stripe pin badges appear mm -hmm. in people's lapels. And yep. that sort of spread across the world, people having their own little pin badges. Um, over here, I've noticed uh, we've got lots of politicians now wearing um, blue and yellow ribbons. Um, mm -hmm. or little pin badges, which are sort of union flags with the Ukrainian flag uh, next to it and things like that. And I've noticed on on people's Twitter and things like this, you know, people are putting a bit like when they do rainbow flags in Pride Month, you know, making yeah. their logos blue and yellow and things like that. Yeah. Um, I actually even, so one, one of my apps called Clean My Mac, um, <laughs> which I have on my, uh, on my Mac, surprisingly, um, it had an update today and the update was to put a little ukrainian flag emoji on on top of the icon huh. and i'm like what does that do i i know this is going to be a bigger conversation and um, we might have to slightly start talk we have to slightly take a show and talk about business but i'm just curious how all of these companies that are all in and you know definitely supporting the people of ukraine but what happens when this is over then what and that's been my issue with all of the things you know when people jump on bandwagons like this like what yeah. happens when you're done are you still supporting these people or was it just a flag and you didn't send money like i don't know what's gonna happen are you yeah. still gonna does this mean that you're not selling max over in russia because if well, you it, are, yeah. like, what is this saying? Um, well, this is where we need that app. That's why we need that app to call people out. Yeah. The, the okay. little bot. It's a bot. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're right. I think we need to have a proper discussion about businesses and this kind of thing. Because there's there's yeah. lots of things going on at the moment. We, we should maybe spend some time doing a little bit of uh, research on it. In the meantime, in the oh, meantime, we need to think... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we need to um we need to like do some more research on symbols we need to maybe come up with our own symbol that we can use being as everyone else has one but we we have to be in a a, a mode of oppression uh, we have to find how are we oppressed right now that you and i uh, i feel like that's a, like oppression is a spectrum and <laughs> it is and... but we have to get on the same page with it so we can have a symbol yeah okay oh yeah so i see what you mean yeah. Well, I I don't feel overly oppressed, but you know I'm very I'm very privileged in in my white male middle class uh, bubble that I live in. So you know, how I don't do you know. feel? I, I, my I'm I don't have white male middle class privilege, so yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe we can't have the same symbol, but we'll find a commonality and then we'll, we'll match it we'll put them all together Here you yeah, go. yeah 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 <laughs> okay all right well look it's it's a very interesting world at the moment as as we said at the beginning like we've been saying for the past 18 months there is lots going on yes we'll um don't take our word as as gospel on anything that we've said today we could quite easily be wrong no um, they should this is how we build a following 
okay, believe oh, everything right. we say. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd never make a Putin, would I? Because really, we should be much. I should be much more confident <laughs> in what what I'm saying as being fact. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll work on that between now and the next episode. Do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, and um, you know, particularly any of our uh, followers, fans, listeners in Russia or Ukraine, you know, mm-hmm. keep listening to us for the updates. We'll try and tell you the truth. And you got to go vote for us for the Pot Quill Award. Oh my goodness, I can't believe we forgot this. Can we just, yeah, yes. okay, before we go, let's just talk about that. Um, just vote for us, that's it. Yeah, so uh, once again, <laughs> we would like you to nominate us in the Quill Podcasting Awards. Quill, okay. Quill Podcasting Awards. Um, we'd love to go on better. We were a finalist last year. We'd love to win it this uh, this year. I don't know if that's Yay. possible. Um, but we'll give it, it a go. It is possible. Sorry, I, this is the mistake I've made last year, isn't it? It is possible. <laughs> it is possible that we could win this. We just need your support. So if you go to quillpodcasting.com, that's Q-U-I-L-L podcasting.com, then you will find a link to the Quill Podcasting Awards. And if you could nominate us in the, I think it's politics and news category. Okay. That would be tremendous and we would very much love you forever and most likely give you a big shout out um let me just check news yes politics and news best politics and news podcast so that's quillpodcasting.com we would really appreciate it part of the like mind media network